everyone, it's Ryan Croto here from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. For those of you who are new listeners to the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast, we are an outpatient-based physical therapy company based in Rhode Island, and we do have one clinic in southeastern Massachusetts that evaluates and treats a plethora of conditions and injuries. This podcast series is a way to get you, the listeners, important information you need to know to stay healthy, avoid and prevent injury, help self-treat basic injuries, and just learn more about the physical therapy field in general. Today, I'm joined by special guest Stephanie Wheeler, who is a clinic director at our Charles Street office in Providence, Rhode Island. Stephanie, if you'd like to say hello to uh, all the followers and listeners. Hello, everybody. So, Stephanie, the topic we're going to be discussing today on the podcast with you is uh, vestibular treatments and uh, vestibular deficits in PT. But before we kind of get into today's topic, I like to always ask everyone who's on the podcast uh, to talk a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, schooling, what made you want to be a PT, things you like to do in your spare time. Sure. Yeah. I grew up in Southern Maine. Um, I actually went to school at the University of New England, which is also in Maine. Um, so I was born and raised in Maine, stayed up there for a while, ended up venturing down to Rhode Island uh, to work. Um, decided to become a PT when I actually cut my hand carving a pumpkin. So I had to go to rehab for that. Um, and then just kind of fell in love with the whole idea of it and being able to help people um, get back to doing what they love. Cause I actually missed the beginning of a basketball season. Um, so my, my PT that was helping me out, got me back to getting the second half of the basketball season. Um, so that was pretty cool. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, spare time, I, I, uh, spare yeah. time there. I, uh, have two dogs, so they're like my kids, my fur babies there. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of outdoor time, so summertime is definitely uh, my favorite season. Uh, so a lot of outdoors, like hiking, trail walking, uh, hanging by the pool, going to the beach, all that good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I, uh, I love Maine. I used to go to Acadia all the time. I don't know how familiar you are, obviously, with I'm sure you you probably are from being from Maine, but Acadia, Bar Harbor, um, Sullivan, Maine area. I love it up there. Vacation state, right? That's what it's called. Oh yeah. Vacation land for sure. Vacation (laughs) land for sure. Um, so delving into today's topic, vestibular treatment and vestibular deficits. Uh, I'd like to start off Stephanie by having you kind of just discuss, uh, I guess some basic general anatomy of the vestibular system, if you could, and just explain, basic overall concepts of the vestibular system to patients or people listening um, who have either something going on in their vestibular system or just want to know more about it in general? Yeah, I like to really simplify things when when I'm explaining the vestibular system because you can get really in depth and there's a ton of small uh, structures in there. But if you really think about about it as like a balance system, um, so we have our inner ear um, giving us feedback as to which way is up and which way is down. Um, we also get feedback from the ground through sensation in the bottom of our feet. Um, and then we also have our eyesight to help um, tell us with our surroundings which way is up, which way is down. And when all those three systems are working well together, we can walk around with no problem at all. But if we have an issue with one of those three systems, that's that's when things get a little thrown off. So whether that be with balance or then we have sometimes people come in with a sensation of the whole room spinning. Um, so you can, if you have one thing wrong with uh, one of those systems, that's that's when you run into issues with that. Gotcha. So I guess going even further into that, 
if those are like the three kind of main areas you're looking at when you see uh, someone come in with a vestibular deficit as a diagnosis uh, into the clinic, what is something you would do differently or things you would do differently during an evaluation? What are you looking for versus someone who comes in with, say, an ankle sprain or uh, a more general orthopedic injury? Yeah, so definitely the evaluation is different um, in the sense that you're looking now at there's exercises and tests uh, for the eyes. So you're looking for how well the eyes actually will track objects, um, checking to see if it's like a nice smooth tracking as opposed to people have a difficult time focusing on objects. Um, You also do a lot of balance testing, uh, which can give us a good idea as to what's going on. And then there's specific tests to see if it's uh, positional vertigo, um, which would be that whole whole room spinning sensation that people get. Um, and that'll let us know the best way to treat the symptoms. Gotcha. So what would you say are some of the most common vestibular disorders or deficits you see in the clinic? So a huge one is that uh, what people call BPPV, which is that positional vertigo. Um, That one right there, I would say, is one of the most debilitating ones because one quick movement can send the whole room into a complete spin, um, make people feel really uneasy, really anxious, uh, even sick to their stomach at times. Um, And then another common cause of a dizziness sensation would be coming from actually tight muscles in the neck. Uh, So being able to determine exactly what causes the dizziness helps us to then be able to treat it. Okay. And I know with uh, BPPV, there's different types of BPPV. And what I mean by that is um, if we get like, I guess a little bit more into the anatomy, there's different canals in the ear, I guess, which you were discussing earlier that can cause the similar symptoms to an extent, but you treat it differently. So like how, I guess, how do you treat it differently? Cause I know some people obviously think they might, Oh, I have anterior, or I have horizontal or I have posterior uh, canal, but it's important that they know that ultimately all those different canals can be treated through physical therapy. Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the biggest treatments that we do is called an Epley maneuver. Um, so mm-hmm. that's where we're actually, um, talking people through this this motion that I like to think of it as uh, when when you're a kid and you're at the doctor's office, they had those like little toys with the beads on it that, that went around like those little um, oh, yeah. metal, metal hoops, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I so, know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I like to think of it like that. Um, our inner ear is definitely not that complex. However, if you think about trying to move that bead along the uh, the metal post there, it's pretty similar. So we're trying to take the crystals that are now in that those semicircular canals, and we're trying to move them back to where they should be. So you have to follow a certain path. So if it's anterior posterior canals, you actually will do the Epley maneuver. Um, typically, we'll be able to take care of um, those two. If it's the horizontal, you actually have to, to do more of like a, a rolling motion with the patient. Um, the horizontal one is actually less common. So typically an Epley maneuver will be the, the treatment of choice. Okay. And how, and so I guess some people would be confused, I guess, when we talk about the crystals and odoconias and all that in the, in the canals, uh, people might be like, well, how, how, I don't remember how I would have knocked one of these crystals out of place, but 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe there always needs to be like a specific mechanism for it to happen. It can kind of just happen, correct? Or is there something that you know that puts you more at risk for having these otoconia fall out of place? No, you're you're absolutely correct. So sometimes there is not a specific event. So some people, yeah, absolutely. They might have um, had like a whiplash injury. Uh, they might have been playing with their kids and tried to do like a somersault or, or a cartwheel. I've heard that before. Um, and then other people will just say, I just woke up one day and I went to get up and the whole room just started spinning. So sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Um, some people get it once in their lifetime. Some people get it once a year. Some people get it multiple times a year. So there's really no rhyme or reason that they've determined at this point. Um, just some people are more prone to it than others. Okay, nice. So expanding even further off of treatment with people who have vestibular deficits, obviously we've talked a lot about BPPV, which seems to be the most common one. You're going to usually do an Epley maneuver um, where you'll have like the roll, like you said, test for horizontal if you do have that one, which is more rare. But what can people do or how can people benefit from PT who suffer from other types of vestibular disorders uh, where it might be more balance or eye gazing deficits, uh, things of that nature? What would you do in PT with these type of people to ensure that, hey, we can get you better in here? Yeah, so we definitely do a lot of um, balance exercises uh, within the clinic, and it's actually safer to be working on that stuff with us, as you know, um, mm -hmm. just because we're here to, to guide them and help guard them as well so we know they're in a safe environment. Um, but we have a lot of different tools, too, to, to make it so, like we use the, the foam pads in order to make it a little more challenging and, and more like being outside on different terrain. Um, and then also there's specific exercises that we can do for the eyes as well. Um, cause if there's a deficit with the eyes, then you want to be able to address that because, um, like we had talked about previously, that's one of the, the three pieces to the puzzle to give us feedback as to which way is up. Um, so we mm -hmm. actually have specific exercises that can work on, on some of those deficits as well. Okay, nice. And I think another common question, I, I guess I kind of forgot to ask this, but I feel like it's a pretty important question to a lot of people if they have more specifically BBBV is, you know, how long is it going to take to get better? Because usually those people are pretty are having pretty severe symptoms when they come in. Like you said, they can barely stand up or they're very nauseous all the time. Um, so I guess how long does a treatment usually take and how many sessions do you think it takes? I know, obviously... I understand it's going to vary, but just so people can understand that, you know, sometimes it's actually quicker or it can be longer than what people would expect. Yeah. So honestly, I tell people to get in right away if they have positional vertigo, because we can typically clear that up in like one to three visits. Um, mm -hmm. So sometimes it takes um, multiple epley maneuver attempts within the same session to really, we try to do it until they're pretty asymptomatic um, if we can and if they can tolerate it. Um, but yeah, typically the average I see, I see people for maybe one to three visits and then they're feeling great. Um, so that's why I just try to encourage people to get in, you know, as soon as they can, because there's no need to be suffering through that if we can get you better pretty quickly. Mm hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Now, more of a general question, uh, myself as a, uh, as a newer practicing therapist, uh, is there vestibular specialties you can get in the physical therapy field? Or um, is it more like you just uh, take extracurricular or continuing ed type courses uh, to learn more about it? 
Yeah, so unfortunately right now there is no like specific certification, but I know that the APTA has been working on on trying to get one set up. Um, so hopefully uh, in the near future there will be one um, for anybody that wants to pursue that. But right as of right now, it's more of taking continuing ed courses. Um, and then honestly, just the more patients that you work with, uh, you, you learn a lot from the patients as well, which I've I've find more and more each day too. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, it's more of taking continuing ed courses. And have you taken any continuing ed courses yourself? And, and when you have, or if you have, have you, would you recommend any to any students who might be listening or other PTs? Yeah, so I took one um, when I was a new grad because the clinic I was in, um, the person that owned it, she actually treated a lot of vestibular cases. Um, so I took one just so that I'd be able to help out. I cannot remember the name of that one, but the more recent one I did was through the North American seminars. Um, and the course actually was, was really good. It goes through, um, breaks down the anatomy, does a, a review of that, and then um, different types of, of uh, vertigo, and then also just different treatments. And it's a two-day course. Uh, so one of those weekend courses, but you do a lot of hands-on stuff as well, which is always good, obviously, in our field to get that hands-on experience. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, well, uh, Stephanie, is there anything else you'd like to say on the topic of vestibular treatment and its importance in PT that I have not asked or you have not discussed yet? No, I think we went through a, a good amount of information. Um, but like, I can't emphasize enough if, if you or, or anyone you know, uh, to all the listeners out there, have any type of dizziness or, or symptoms, please, uh, please give us a call and try to seek some help because I don't want anybody trying, trying to live with it and suffer through those symptoms if there's help out there. So yeah, no, you, you heard it here. Come see us here at Elite Physical Therapy if you have any dizziness. It's something that can be helped, as Stephanie said, in as quickly as one to three visits uh, for the most part. So please, it really doesn't take much time to, you know, get yourself uh, some help there. Uh, the last question I'd like to ask everyone, Stephanie, on the podcast, more of a fun question before I let you go, is just um, what is your favorite type of deficit or body region or post-op or whatever it is to treat as a physical therapist. Now I know we've talked a lot about vestibular and it can be vestibular and you can kind of explain why that's what we had Rachel on and she discussed concussions and she discussed why she liked con treating concussions so much, but what would you say yours is and why? Um, I mean, I do love treating vestibular cases uh, just because like I said, we get people better pretty quickly and honestly the people tend to feel really crummy and really anxious with it. And so we get them back to feeling pretty good, you know, within like a week or two, which is pretty awesome and rewarding. Um, and as far as like a, another body part, I would say uh, usually some, some lower extremity. So like knee or ankle for me is pretty cool. Um, mm. Just, just in the sense of uh, typically, uh, you know, getting people back to more functional movements, uh, you know, squatting, lunging, split squats. Uh, there's just so much you can do with that. So I think I just have a lot of fun with uh, with progressing people through that. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Stephanie, for uh, coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. 
And thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's episode. We appreciate all of our listeners and followers here at the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. Remember to follow us uh, on our social media platforms at Elite Physical Therapy. Uh, you can look us up on either Instagram or Facebook, or you can type in Elite Physical Therapy uh, just into your regular Google search and find our website there. If you're having any aches or pains, having any dizziness, having any elective surgeries in the future, give us a call at our main number at 401 401- seven three seven four five eight one or schedule an appointment online via our website at elitephysicaltherapy.com and uh yeah thanks for joining us and i will see you guys again for another great episode next week <laughs>